remains the same Except for change Reason is lost And rearranged I cried, I crawled Before the fall Abyss below Above a wall My name's Tippy After Tippy Hedron Who's a sort of idol of mine My real name's Rasheen and I'm from South London. I thought Tippy would be a talking point. Might even help me get into films. Low-budget British films at first and then, who knows? I was Jack Manningham's unpaid intern and my plan was to wheedle my way into his life. I'm attractive. Don't turn me. I am and I know it. And I'm a good thing for the older man. A Streatham girl who knows what's what and hides her cleaner mum well out of sight. I can get around a king-sized bed like a squirrel. All Mr Forty-something has to do is lie there. Of course, Jack was in love with the actress, Bella Harding. Elephants might fly or pigs or whatever. I mean, of course, he started out by drenching her with sweet, sweet love. They spent every day walking in London parks, laughing together as they threw their hair back and licked the melted ice cream off each other's Belgian combs then got back to bed for the umpteenth time and spooned while the gauze curtains wafted in the breeze and small children, Tabithas and Ottos, played in the gated gardens below. That was July. And they'd just finished filming. Then post-production came along. Jack's insecurity as a producer turned into nagging and... Well, first, one editor walked off the job, then another. And by the time the weather changed at the end of August... There wasn't much going on in the way of ice cream. Or wafting. You know, I think we need a... a house that suits us, don't you? What do you mean? No, not just some... some anonymous thingamy. I mean, (coughs) um, I mean, somewhere that'll be newsworthy, cos it's... cos it's special. Like us. (laughs) (laughs) How will we pay for it? Oh, well, we could we could borrow some money out of your mother's legacy and then, then put it back with the earnings from the movie. Mm-hmm. Have we got a release date yet? Oh, no, don't, don't worry about that. I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I made a habit of going through Jack's private emails when he was out. There was one on firming up the details of a conversation with Mr Christopher Dejeune. It was confusing because it referred to the old foundry and accessories, whatever they might be. I thought they called them fixtures and fittings. Bella! Bella! Over here, darling, over here! Ah. How are you getting on? Oh, darling, darling, do mind your drinks. <laughs> Look, you've worked terribly hard People are very pleased to see you here, but, you know, you haven't eaten and it does seem to me the champagne might be doing just that little bit too good a job of loosening you up. Really? <laughs> I, I just saw my old drama school friend, Eileen, over there. Oh, well, that's great. Well, well why, didn't you, uh, why didn't you go and chat to Eileen? Just be careful, you know? <laughs> why don't you come over and meet yeah, her? Yeah, I, I shall. I shall do in a minute. Hello, yes, nice to meet you again. <laughs> Have you um have you overheard anything? I've been circulating, yes. And everyone is very friendly. Mm. 
Tippy was chatting to a couple of film funding people. Oh, and? Well, one said, I'm not sure. I think I'll have to see it again. Oh, Grace. <laughs> Stop worrying. The film will make its money back. Yes, well, yeah. looks to me like most of the important people are on the way out. It's just office juniors now getting slosh for free. I, I'm going to try and catch them as they leave. I, I'll be back soon, OK? Tippy, how's it going? What do your feral South London instincts say? Well, maybe you ought to put Bella in a cab. I think she's a bit worse for wear. Mm. Yeah, I'd rather not be seen bundling her into a car. It's not good for the image of the emotionally intelligent man, is it? Can you, uh, you take care of it? The floor was sticky with drink. Made a nasty noise under our feet as I scooped up Bella and walked her to the taxi. Uh, Mrs Manningham? Uh, Yes, uh, but I'm not Mrs Manningham. This is Mrs Manningham. Uh, The old foundry, please, Caledonian Road. You're getting soaked to be. Get in, will you? Oh, no, I've still got work to do. I'm going to go back inside to see if... To see who? What? I really didn't want to leave. Much better to hang about with Jack, and maybe if he was squiffy, another whiff of me might allow for some action. But Bella was determined she needed company, so I got into the car, unloaded her into the foundry and used her account to get me home to South London. Hello. Hello. You're the actual living actor, Jack Manningham. Uh, (laughs) Last time I checked, yes, and... uh... And you are? I work for Chris Dejeune. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and, and what did you make of my little film? I liked it, actually. Oh, that's good. I think it's quite brave. <laughs> that's not so good. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say anything bad. I just thought it was quite brave casting yourself as a villain and your wife as the victim. Mm, it's, uh, it's only a film. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's not, not real life. Of course. But some people are funny about those things. Hmm? The magazines pick them up, the rumour mill gets going. It's good that you're not worried by all that. It's a good thing for an actor. What? What is? I just said, to play against type. (laughs) And why didn't Mr Dejeune come? Mm, He's a bit of a recluse. It's difficult to winkle him out of his little place in Surrey. He sold his London home. Yeah, I I know. He he sold it to me. (laughs) And how are you getting on with that top floor? Oh. It was a rat's nest the last time I saw it. Christopher is very irritating. He's like a spy. He wasn't answering his phone or emails. Oh, come on. Let's not, uh, let's not talk about Christopher. So, um, tell me, you, you, you like movies? <laughs> of course. <sighs> Doesn't everyone? I'm only in a literary agency because it puts me that tiny bit closer to production companies. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to work for someone like you, actually. Oh, would you know? Look, there are um, a couple of people I ought to say good night to, but um, can I find you later? Sure. That sofa has my name on it. These shoes are killing me. <laughs> you all right? Hmm? Are you all right? I'm just thinking about the foundry. I dread going back to it. Oh, it's a lovely house. 
Do you really think so? I don't like being on my own there. Well, it's got lots of character. Just the right sort of thing. I'm trying to get my friend at the standard to put a picture in the property section. Why? Well, to help with the film and keep Jack's profile up. What about my profile? Oh, yours too, of course. It's okay, Tippy, and not as good as a wink to a blind horse. Sorry? Let's not talk anymore. It's drizzling again. Hey. Hmm. How are your feet? Better. So, my assistant tells me that the real money's gone home. So... So my work here is pretty much done. I'm not sure they got it. <laughs> Be patient. Wait and see. Yeah, my assistant, uh, factotum thingamy, <laughs> has taken Bella home. How much longer are you going to be around? Well, you haven't even asked me my name. Jack. <laughs> Don't be hard work. Oh, all right, what's your name? <laughs> Ishani Raw. Ishani. Nice. What does it mean? It depends. Different things. Master, ruler, desire. <laughs> Look, uh, we'll be done by 11. Let's go and get a drink somewhere else, huh? That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, sorry, I better get this. I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll catch up with you in a bit. Hey, Michael. Jack, darling, how's it going? Yeah, good, good, thank you. Uh, great. Could, could you move to somewhere quieter? Why aren't you here? Just get away from people. Yeah, uh, okay, okay, I, I'm going outside. Yeah. What's up? Ah, so you were expecting something to be up, were you? Uh, no. What? Why? Jack, one of my girls in the office heard something last night. Huh? My instinct is there's nothing to worry about. But we don't want you getting cancelled, do we? Shit. <laughs> yeah, go on. When you were in the States last year giving those workshops in L.A., you didn't bed anyone, did you? <laughs> no. No, of course not. You know, I'm just open and friendly. It's my, uh, it's my shtick, you know? <laughs> Why, has something happened? No, not yet, but one of my assistants was talking to the drama office at Howell University today, trying to get you booked again for the new year, and yeah. well, they just shut her down. Didn't want to talk about it. Aren't hiring in any guest practitioners, they say. Is there something I should know about, Jack? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I know, I, 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 I definitely, I, I didn't put a foot wrong. You know, everyone was simply very friendly. It was a, it was a loose, enjoyable atmosphere, you know? I see. And do, do you think someone might have misinterpreted that? <laughs> Well, I can't, I can't answer for other people, can I? You know, but young women and and boys, for that matter, they get crushes, don't they? Okay. Well, I've got some people I can call just so they'll keep their ears open. Sounds like it's nothing. Yeah. Well, 
You let me know if you hear anything, won't you? Well, dear. Night, Jack. Go straight home, will you? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Good night, Michael. Anxiety shakes, delusions awake. Faith is buried under my mistakes. What did you say you want? Who do you think I am? Am I losing my mind? To the lunacy I deny. The voices they lie. In episode two of Gaslight. We are married, Bella. And don't I know it, Jack? I'd say, sorry, but I really don't know what I've done wrong. Really? Don't you? I am trying to work on three proposals, all of them period, all dead right for turning into television series. I think there's something peculiar about this house. I hear noises. And I wonder if Mummy might be trying to get in touch. You see, there's a, there's a red crust around my eyes. That was a bloody good job. We had the launch party for the movie months ago. Imagine me trying to hold court in that club with my nose running, <laughs> looking like I've been beaten up. You know, that, that mucky old velvet curtain, it's full of decades of dirt and dust mites and God knows what. Oh, sorry. Bad time. Look, I'm sorry about what I said about your mother. I, I didn't mean... Please, I... don't say anything nice about her now. It would be cheap and I, I couldn't bear it. I'm sorry? You've been so nasty about my family. Well, now Mummy is out of the way, you don't have to worry about her anymore, do you? We are married... Bella? And don't I know it, Jack? <sighs> I, I, I'd say... I'd say sorry, but I, I really don't know what I've done wrong. Really? Mm. Don't yeah. you? No. <sighs> and yet again I look into your face and you smile and you pretend that everything is all right. Well, I don't have to go down to Dorset anymore. We can do what you want with her money. My brother will sort out selling the house. It was good to see him again. Was it? Mm. Oh, God, I, I'm sorry. I just tried to be sympathetic. I hadn't seen Grace for ages, you know. Yeah, their kids are nice. What about Grace, then? I told you in the past what I think about her. We ought to go to bed, then we can wake up in the morning and start this whole dreadful charade all over again. Mm. 
You know, um, <coughs> the movie, um, it, it still hasn't found a distributor, and um, yeah. I'm not sure it will. Oh, hell. That's even more of my mother's money down the drain. Yes, I know, darling, but no one is taking my calls, all right? Look, I'm sorry, Jack. I really am. We paid for all this on the guarantee that the release would cover its costs. I know, I know. And more. And now... Now you're saying we're not going to make any money back. Oh, come on, isn't that obvious, even to you? Really, Jack? Why do you talk to me like that? I'm on your side. No, no, no. We will not make the money back. But I... I am trying to work on three proposals, all of them, period, all dead right for turning into television series. Jack. Don't say any more. What if we both stopped? Hmm? Stopped? What? Sold this place and you got a job in one of those little colleges that would be pleased to have you. <laughs> you, you don't really believe that, do you? I'm trying to be kind. Well, like you were with the dog. Oh, for heaven's sake, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, except wandering into Blaine's, leaving Hitchcock supposedly tied up outside and then being surprised. When he got free, ran under a Tesla, causing us 3,000 quid we haven't got to save his back legs. You know, if it had been up to me, I'd have got him fitted with bloody wheels. So every day you would be reminded of what you did. <sighs> I was thinking it about getting someone in. Yeah? Someone in to do what? People used to do it. <laughs> Just like, uh, to do what? Oh, come on, Bella. Please, don't be so bloody vague. Will you spell it out, woman? We could get a medium, I suppose. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> You're kidding, yes? No, Jack. <laughs> I think there's something peculiar about this house. I hear noises. And the gaslights over there above the fireplace. Yes, gaslights over there above the fireplace. What, what about them? I've told you, in the evenings, mm -hmm. they sometimes go right down. Then after a while, they go right back up again. <laughs> I wonder if Mummy might be trying to get in touch. <laughs> no, stop. You have to stop. Stop this right now. I, I know. I, I really don't want to hear anything else about that nonsense. Not ever, not ever, not ever. OK, hold on. Let me just tell you about that house. The living room was as camp as a row of tents, but filthy ones. It was as Christopher Dejeune had left it, like the set of some voluptuous 18th century show at the Royal Opera House. Heavy, impossible to clean, drapes everywhere. But of course that didn't matter. Dirt goes with breeding. Someone 
In fact, I think it was Bella herself, had tried to highlight the dado row and some of the plaster work with gold paint. It was messy. Looked like it had been done by a chimpanzee. And there was a huge, deep red velvet thing. Apparently, it was an old stage curtain from a West End theatre where the ceiling fell in. There were these big marble statues of greyhounds either side of the fireplace. Above that, there were two old light things. Up lighter things with dusty glass shades, like in Victorian times. The living room lights and the lights in the oldest bits of the building still used gas, not electricity. Under the bottom corner of the big window, there was a little table. It had an old copy of Tatler on it with a quill artfully positioned and a little modern bottle of medicine that Bella actually took in the afternoons when she lay on the sofa. Next to that, there was usually a picture hung on the wall, a photo of the young Jack Manningham, around six years old, posing with a dog and a spade in a garden with a railway line running across the back. It was a melancholy picture that I didn't like looking at, but oddly, it came and went. There one day... On the next. <clears throat> you stop talking about seances. You got inside yourself. You've hardly said anything for days. Not surprising, given your reaction when I told you those things. I can't tell what you're thinking. You know what you what you're going to imagine next. That's a first. We are facing bankruptcy, Bella. Ruin. And you were seriously talking about seances. <laughs> I, I suppose I ought to be relieved that you've stopped. I haven't. I'm just having the conversations in my head. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> you know, my, my brother was into that sort of nonsense. I, uh, I suppose... No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mad, mad. Literally bonkers. Uh, if the papers got hold of it, we'd be laughed out of London. Why? What's so wrong with it? Oh, come on, Bella. It's all bloody rubbish. Baloney. You're not 12. You told me your brother went to the spiritualist church. There's one in Park Royal. We could get someone hey, in. Hey, hey. I thought I made myself clear. No. Absolutely not. I mean, the haunted house thing, just embarrassing. But Bella seemed really to believe it. It's difficult to describe it, like when you meet someone and everything's going along tickety-boo and then they start talking about aliens, as if that's a thing. You feel peculiar, don't you? You're not sure whether to laugh or take them seriously, or at least look like you are. Something goes crunch, and then you can't really believe they just said that. Anyway, I'm sorry to go on about the house foundry. The thing is, part of my duties involved going through Jack's work emails at the end of each day. I decided to empty the trash folder and was just scrolling down when I saw more emails about the purchase of the foundry. Jack was in a hurry and the tone of the emails were pretty sharp. And there was a reference to pen drives, which was odd because neither of them was the kind to bang on about tech stuff. Jack asked, where are the pen drives? It made me wonder if something else had been included in the sow of the house. Something he couldn't find. Some furniture or something else in it, maybe, or 
Something to do with Dijon's grubby secrets? I don't know. And anyway, ten days after those emails, Dijon was found dead in his weekend place in Surrey. In case you've got me down as an idiot, I'm just going to say that I did an A-level film studies. I didn't take the exam, mind, but, you know, I'm mentioning it because we looked at an old British movie called A Seance on a Wet Afternoon. And that is what I thought the foundry started to look like. Everything sort of wilted. What was romantic just turned into filth that needed to be swept up. Mind you, Bella thought it was much more along the lines of an Edgar Allan Poe. And she started up with some nonsense about noises, bleating on about the gas mantles in the living room dimming by themselves. I tell you, I just wanted a pusher. Someone sensitive, I've read it up. All right, if you promise not to flounce about, I'll tell you exactly what happens. Right, okay. Okay, would you tell me? Sometimes when you go out, I sit here watching television or listen to a book and. Well, those two gaslights slowly fade down to about half their usual brightness, and then I hear noises. And uh, and how how would you describe these uh, these these noises? Sometimes there are creaks as if someone is walking across the floorboards upstairs. Other times there's a scratching sound uh, a way off, as if someone is trying to get through the plaster. It goes on for a while, five minutes once, then it stops, and I hear footsteps again getting fainter, Mm -hmm. and those gaslights come up as if I was standing there by the fireplace turning the gas taps. uh, Rats, maybe? Uh, I I, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I wonder, do you you think we we should be seeing the doctor again? There's no point, Jack. I'm telling the truth. It happens, just like I've said. All right, listen, listen, listen. We are are overwrought, and things have been hard, haven't they, for both of us, so... But you, you say you don't see any of your friends anymore. Well, supposing you tried to. Supposing we had a party. <laughs> a dinner party, perhaps. And you could invite your best friends, or the people you know from drama school and, and back home from Bristol. It, it could be your evening. It could be entirely about reconnecting. I, I mean it. We don't need some odd bod who claims she can see spectral visions. You, you just... Oh, oh, Bella, you you just need to relax and get out of yourself. Jack, that's a brilliant idea. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Let's. I'll make sure I'm well. I want them to see our lovely house (laughs) and see how happy we are. (laughs) What's the matter? Oh, dear. Oh, dear, what... What's happened to the photo? Which photo? The black and white one of me in the back garden at Enfield when I was little. Oh, no, not again. Uh. The only picture I have got of me before my mum was put away. I haven't touched it. Why? Why do you keep hiding it? I really haven't touched it. You don't even believe that yourself. Why are you so determined to bury what little evidence there is of my past? I'm sorry... Is it in the drawer at the end of the drop-leaf table? Right, so you knew where it was all the time? That's where it was the last time it vanished. (laughs) It vanished, but you put it there. I didn't put it there. Then who did? I don't know. 
Tippy, perhaps she tidied it away. Why on earth would sane, intelligent, reliable Tippy do that? Or perhaps it was me, eh? Of course not. Oh, oh, who? Who else is there, huh? Are we, are we still having a dinner party? No, I, I think... Uh, I think we, we need to see Dr Phillips again. Maybe we need to up your medication. What about the dinner party? We can talk about that later. Nothing's the same except for change. Reason is lost and rearranged. I cried, I crawled before the fall. Abyss below, above a wall. What did you say you want? Who do you think I am? Am I losing my Not very usual, is it? You calling me into a room? No, no, it's the the wrong way round, isn't it? What's the matter? What do you need? I have got work to do. I insisted it should be me who told you. What? Something came in this morning from the Edgware station. And? A body has been found by cleaning staff in a room in a budget hotel at the Listen Road end of Church Street. Well, that's a shame, but it's not our patch. It's a she... South Asian, early 20s, no luggage. Cause of death? Strangulation. Nina, you you might want to sit down. Keep going. There's a bag, usual stuff. Copy of Empire magazine, so maybe a film fan. Uh, And some business cards. They're for a literary agency, but she's not senior enough to have her name on them. And a wallet with a driving licence. We got a name from that. Carry on. We believe her to be your daughter, Nishani. <clears throat> She's at Brent Mortuary. I'm going to accompany you there to confirm her identity, then you're going on bereavement leave. I'll drive you home to Isleworth. Oh, I want to be on my own at home. I can get someone to sit with you. No, thank you. I don't want to sit and listen to bloody platitudes. Oh, I want to speak to forensics. You are not permitted to speak to anyone connected with this case until you've been signed off official duties. Other than identifying the body, you're permitted no contact with the officers investigating... Forgive me, your daughter's death. Can you tell me the whereabouts of your ex-husband? He lives in Atlanta. In the state of Georgia. In the United States. He's lived there for years. I haven't seen him since... 2016. 
No. We would prefer it if you didn't. He will be included in our investigations. Are there any other significant persons we should be seeing first? Let me think about that. I cried, I crawled before the fall Abyss below, above a wall Jesus, I don't know how you're holding it together. You okay? No, of course not. Silly thing to say. He didn't mess her up. Best not to think about it. No wounds. Don't think about it. Don't be absurd. Are you keeping me talking, Donald? <laughs> I suppose so. I'll be on my own in 20 minutes' time. That'll be difficult. Have they got CCTV in the hotel corridors? There was only one person on the desk that night says it was broken witnesses? Officers are tracking down everyone who was checked in. Yashani checked in by herself. There must be street camera footage. Only on the major thoroughfares with footfall. There's nobody on Church Street at night. Listen, Nina, please remember, I've been told to say you can't be involved in the case. Oh, that's all right, then. Well, they can do as much as the law allows an ordinary person to do. I would advise you to leave it to others. There are fewer risks, you know, messing things up. She worked for a literary agent. She checked into a hotel to have sex with someone. It's possible they'd only just met. Or maybe they'd been meeting in secret. Anyway, you've got DNA. No, we haven't. We don't think so, anyway. What do you mean? The duvet and pillows were on the floor. The undersheet had been stripped off the bed and taken away. Her face and hands had traces of fluid you get on surgical wipes. So did the glass by the bed, the door handles and the loo flush. This wasn't a crime of passion. It was very thorough. Hmm. You need to question anyone else connected with the literary agency to find out if they knew where she was going. If she had a wedge of cards on her, it's possible it was a work-related event where she expected to meet people she could give a card to. Then you need to question others who were at that event and find out if they saw her getting friendly with someone. She had a movie magazine in her bag. Um, start with a BFI. Ask them if they know of any events held that night. Scotland Yard are being very careful about police behaviour. We don't want to upset them. If you want me to stay out of it, tell me what you have. I don't want you keeping secrets. I've got to. Give me something. I'm not allowed to. Give me bloody something. I'm not giving you anything that isn't in the public domain. You know something. Ishani's boss. He was found dead too. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Christopher de Jeune was found in the gazebo of his weekend cottage in Surrey. Two deaths in the same small office. There's only one other employee, and she's staying home with the door locked, I hope. Have they found anything to link the deaths of my daughter and this Dejeune? No, but he'd recently sold his house in King's Cross. Was there anything suspicious around that? No, very straightforward. 
The house was bought by the actor, Jack Manningham. He's now a producer as well. Must have had his hands full, not with moving house and having a new movie coming out. A new movie? Yeah, the only info about him is press release stuff. A bland Wikipedia page and some harmless insta-waffle from ages ago. His wife last shared a few photos of a small dog dressed in a Halloween costume in 2019. He's silent on socials. Obviously, it's an industry that's jam-packed with naughty stuff, and Manningham was in a couple of those successful British gangster movies early on. Only one sensible who made their name back then is keeping their heads down and their mouths shut far too easy to get cancelled these days. Was uh, Manningham or anyone working for or with him in, involved in any stuff with Dejeune other than the sale and purchase of the house? Not as far as we know, boss. No, I'm not your boss. Not for now. I'm a distressed relative of a murdered young woman. This is you, isn't it? Someone will drive your car over once forensics are finished. I'm a suspect. <laughs> well, of course. Keep in touch. I'll do my best. And I'm sorry, boss. Here we go. Into the void. Find me whenever you like, yeah? Day or night. Nothing's the same except for change. Reason is lost and rearranged. I cried, I crawled before the fall. Abyss below, above a wall. COVID. I tested positive the day before Christmas Eve and didn't test negative until after New Year. It's not supposed to be that way. The two other girls in my flat went home. I was stuck in my little flat in Bermondsey on my own. I took down all the Christmas cards, didn't watch any Christmas TV. And then I realised something. By then, for a year, I'd made Jack Manningham the centre of my life. I didn't have friends anymore. That's what a man like that does. Who do you think I am? Am I losing my mind? To the lunacy I deny The voices they lie Am I losing my mind? I'm gone I'm gone Ah, good evening. You must be Bella Manningham. Knee Harding. Do, do, do I know you? We have something in common. So, sorry, who? How are you, Bella? I'm sorry, but I'm very much... Yeah, you're very much afraid. You've had a couple of gins that have reacted badly with your antidepressants. Oh, and of course, you don't have the faintest idea who I am. How did you know about the gin? Yeah. I'm there a lot of the time myself these days. I imagine you've come to see my husband. No, it's you I've come to see. Definitely you. 
In fact, I waited until your husband went out. <laughs> I expect he told you he's going to see his agent, Michael McLennan. Uh, um, it's uh, very wet out. Can I take my coat off? That implies you're staying. <laughs> you're quite a bit younger than you appear to be on screen. The paler. I, I suppose you're made up when you're acting. And, and you look like you've been crying. You're convinced that you're going mad, aren't you? You can't talk to me like that. I don't even know who you are. Look, I know what it feels like to go mad too. And I found something to distract me. <laughs> An incredibly difficult exercise in detective work concerning finding out about someone who didn't want anybody to be able to do that. Now, come and sit down here and give me your hands. You're very obedient. I suppose we've got him to thank for that. Mrs Manningham, Bella Harding, because that's your real name, right? I want you to take a good look at me. I understand. I'm a bereaved mother. And I'm getting used to hiding it. However, make no mistake. My daughter is in my mind's eye all the time. Well, you don't have a daughter, which I think is a mercy. I am a stranger, but I want you to trust me. This is mad. I'll tell you what I see when I look at you. I see a beautiful young woman filled with sorrow and doubt. I, I want to reassure you path is coming to an end. I want you to trust me and to listen to me. Can you do that? I'm not a fool. No. I'll make up my own mind, mm. but y you can carry on for now. Uh, are, you, are you a doctor? Did my husband arrange this? No, your husband doesn't know I'm here. I need to be a secret until the time comes. I'm not a doctor. I'm a police officer. At least I will be once I'm allowed back following compassionate leave. My daughter was murdered last year. Coincidentally, on the same evening that your film, The Glass Man, had its official opening. I, I'm so very sorry. I am Detective Chief Inspector Nina Raw. Raw. <laughs> I need to make some notes. I hope you don't mind. Now, how long have you been married? Um, we finally tied the knot in July last year. We met when we were both in an episode of Lysander <laughs> nearly three years ago. We moved in together almost straight away. <laughs> Swept off your feet. Jack, too. Where was he living at the time? Yeah. He was between apartments, living in a photographer's studio near Whitechapel Underground. My mother lent us some money. Then we rented in Brighton, in Kemptown, for a few months. Then we moved to a nice little flat just uh, over the river from Richmond. 
Then we bought this with some of my mother's money, what we hadn't spent on that awful film <laughs> before Christmas. Did you know the previous owner? I didn't, but Jack did. We paid over the odds, but Jack said we'd make some money on the film. Did it make money? No. Jack rewrote the script and the original writer walked off the job. There were huge problems with the edit and a lot of the footage was stock stuff that didn't match with what we shot. It looked very poor and old-fashioned. Jack told everyone it was deliberate. And does your husband always leave you alone like this in the evenings? He has a lot of meetings um, at the PFI and in Soho. Does your husband give you free run of the whole house while he's out? Um, we, we haven't decorated the top floors yet. The boards are unsafe. No one is allowed up there. That suits me fine. And what do you mean, free run? It's my house too, you know, and my mother's money paid for it. Even though it's a dirty, lonely place and it makes no difference what trinkets I leave round to try and cheer it up. <laughs> Your husband has an assistant, a young woman called Tippy. I believe she does jobs for him and splits her time between him and a sound editing studio in Dean Street. Yes. I'm afraid I'm not very fond of her. Completely amoral. The kind will do anything to get on. She talks a lot when she's had a few drinks. And she isn't as discreet as she ought to be. What has she said about my husband? She gushes about him, apparently. I've always assumed they've slept together. Yes, they have, I'm afraid. It's not important. So... You were saying there are other floors above us. Have you ever been up to those top floors? No one goes up there. When did you get it into your head that your mind was playing tricks on you? What do you mean? Well, for a start, there was a telephone inquiry to the North East London Spiritualist Church. They report everything. They're afraid they'll get into trouble. I'm ashamed of that now. Why? Well, it was ridiculous. There's no such thing as the supernatural. I'm ashamed even to hear myself saying that. My mother died after a period of dementia and she was off her head. Oh, it's quite a cruel thing to say. I'm a little surprised. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just don't want to go gaga like she did. The thing is, I hate this house. Half from the first time we looked at it. Tell me more about the upper floors. When I'm alone at night, I get the idea there's somebody walking about up there. I, I hear noises. And then those two gaslights over the fireplace go down, as if someone is leaching pressure off the pipe somewhere else. Have you told your husband about this? I tried, but I've stopped. He laughed, then he got angry. Said, if I say anything to other people, my career will be over. I'll just be mad Bella Harding. Explain it to me. 
At first I went all over the house to see if anyone else was here. Sometimes Tippy was doing something in Jack's office, but other than her, there was no one about. And then, sometime later, I wondered if maybe Jack had come back and it was him walking about upstairs. But why? Mm. It was such an absurd idea, so I sat here for hours, terrified, waiting. Then eventually the lights would start to come up again. A little while later, I'd hear his keys in the door and they'd be bundled up against the weather. The smell of expensive drink on his breath and always with some story about who he'd met and what plans were being discussed. <laughs> you should be in the police. No one in my family would have considered a career in the police. I think it's in Sherlock Holmes. When you have eliminated the impossible, then whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. You and I both know what the truth is. The truth is, your husband is lying about going to his meetings. He is relying on your anxiety about whether or not you can trust your faculties. He is going out, letting himself in by another door, going upstairs and searching for something. And he has trained you not to interrupt him. Does he do anything else to make you mistrust your own rationality? No. You're, you're missing the point. All this horribleness is my fault, not his. He works hard. He trusts me to look after things, like the Italian sports car he bought for me. I behaved like a fool. Couldn't control it, and instead of saying something, I simply rammed it into a lamppost in Clapham. And when I got the thing repaired, I lost the damn receipt, which, of course, he needed for insurance so idiotic of me and the picture of him as a child it usually hangs there but I moved it and I have no recollection of where I put it and then there was the dog he is gone now and it was my fault that he had to be rehomed the vet bill was and now you're here and I've got no idea why I'm confused and I don't know what to do for the best. You bought this house from a man called Christopher de Jeune. Yes, um, I never met him, but I remember that was his name. Do you remember what you paid? Uh, yes, I think just over one million. That's what Jack told me. <laughs> then he wasn't being entirely truthful. I, I don't think I was really interested. No, you actually paid £2,330,000. Did we really? That's a lot more than I thought. I have come to the conclusion that something else was included in the price. Something that neither de Jeune nor your husband wanted anyone to know about. Furthermore, my instinct is that de Jeune changed his mind at some point, hid this whatever it was in this house and demanded more money. And I believe that he told your husband that and that... Your husband is connected to Christopher de Jeune's violent death. And the manner in which his demise was disguised as some kind of erotic, sadomasochistic activity that went wrong. That's absurd. 
Are you completely mad? If De Jeune was murdered, it wasn't Jack. He he would be incapable of such a thing. I'm going to take a risk with you. I am a police officer. I have shown you my warrant card. But I am also... was a mother. Uh, and my daughter died after attending the launch of your film towards the end of last year. Then I don't understand. How can you be investigating the death of your own child? I shouldn't be. But your husband is not what he seems. And unless I act, there is a good chance he'll slip away. Look, look, I'm not the only source of information about the kind of man your husband is. If you go back through his records, there are all kinds of anomalies. Look, how would you feel knowing that Manningham is not his real name? And my colleague, DC Reynolds found a young woman who had an encounter with him at a TV festival in Edinburgh and didn't want to talk about the details but said she spent a very scary night with him in a hotel room. The fact is, I believe that you are in danger and what you are hearing at night is your own husband moving about upstairs, searching. I believe he uses the gas lights up there and that's why those above the fireplace appear to go dim when he's out. I think perhaps Christopher Dejeune got cold feet and tried to pull out of the deal. You know, I don't think Dejeune had any idea who he was dealing with. No idea. He was face to face with someone who was prepared to murder him when he refused to surrender the objects. Do you both have life insurance policies? Quiet. Look. What? Look. Look at look at the gas mantles. They're coming back up. <sighs> Jack. Hey, darling. I just got out of the tube. I'm on my way home. Ah, uh, thank you for phoning. That's good to know. Uh, see you soon, Ben. See you in a minute. Was that him? Yes. He's he's just coming out of the tube. Um. He can't, he can't help it. You know, young women are attracted to him. <sighs> I, I was. He'll be coming through the front door any minute. Look, all right. Um, I hadn't planned for this. Uh, I, too, am under suspicion of erratic, abnormal behaviour and must not be found here. You must go. Yeah, no, quiet, Bella, quiet. Uh, uh, you have got to keep your head. Is there a cellar? Yes, yes, the, the door is in the kitchen. You, you can get to it through there. Oh, yes, tippy, 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 there we are. Tippy, it's me. Oh, what can I do for you, Mr. Manningham? <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, um, something's been going around in my head. What would that be, Mr. Manningham? <laughs> Can't you guess? Sound like you've had a drink, Mr. Manningham. Yeah, a glass, maybe, maybe two. I don't know. Look, I've been uh, been thinking about what you said. Which thing that I said, Mr. Manningham? No, about you not minding the idea of a of a repeat performance. Oh. Hmm. Did you mean it? Well, both my flatmates are still up, and I wouldn't want you running into them. And I'd feel very peculiar coming over to the foundry, what with your wife being there. Hmm. Man. Got any suggestions, then? Well, 
there's a premium express hotel close to the foundry, around the back of St Pancras. Shall I find out if there's a room free? <laughs> yeah, why not? Hmm. Look, um, listen, um... Yes? Hmm. What were you going to say? No, you wouldn't, no, uh, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, try me. <sighs> my wife, my wife doesn't understand me. What am I supposed to say to that? No, it's not just my wife either. No one understands me. No one really knows me. I'm a... I'm a mystery, even to myself. <laughs> I'll sort the room. I'll call you back in ten. That's a word that your mother used to use, isn't it? Tight. I don't want to sit on that bloody velvet thing. I get dust all over me. Oh. Ah. How's your evening gone, eh? Fine. I've been, um, reading. Oh, reading. Good. Yeah, it's good, yeah. You don't read enough. We need a new good idea for a film. I thought we were all finished with that. Oh, why? You haven't had much success and Mummy's money has nearly run out. No, come on, come on. Come here, come on. Come and sit down beside me, darling. Like a proper married couple, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, where's Hitchcock, eh? Why didn't he come and make a fuss of me? Hunter returned, bringing home all the bacon and all that stuff. He's gone. Remember? Oh. Oh, yes, yes. Well, he was a bit wobbly after you let him run under a car. I really don't want to talk to you. I'm not well. I want to go to bed in the spare room. No, no, no. Please, please stay, Bella. Come on. Come on, we all we ought to talk. No. I want to go... Please, sit down where I told you. Say what you have to say. I have to say that you are not sitting in the chair that I indicated. I did. Uh, are you afraid of me? Or no, I am not afraid of mm. you. Well, that's that's good. That's that's jolly good. Nor, nor should you be. You know, I, I, I've been meaning to say, I really think we should get in touch with <laughs> with the spiritual church. Spiritualist. Mm. Oh, <laughs> spiritualist church. <laughs> Why have you changed your mind? Oh. Because, because everyone we know will be so damn amazed that they'll, they'll take you for a complete fool. And I shall rightly be regarded as having infinite patience when it comes to your childish nonsense. That's not a very constructive thing to say. Yeah, or you could go and get your hair cut, go to a tanning place, put the word out via your friend Diana at the agency and get some TV work and make yourself bloody useful by bringing in a few quid. I don't think I'm in the right state of mind. No. <clears throat> And there's a calendar, isn't there? In the kitchen. Maybe maybe you could colour in the day when you will be in the right state of mind. Sophie has been in touch. 
She's invited me to spend some time with her at Joanne Le Pin. Oh, Joanne Le Pin. <laughs> and are you going? I thought I might. Right. And how are you going to pay for that, then? There's a little bit of Mummy's money left. No, there isn't. Where has it gone? <laughs> in sickness and in health, my darling. We've got debts, Bella. I had to pay some of them off. You know, you really beguiled me. You know, I, I liked your, I liked your vulnerability and the way you seemed such a, a reliable partner. And then I saw you for what you really are. The scales just, just fell from my eyes. I had my moment of, of gestalt. What's that? Um, I realise you just aren't very bright and you don't have much imagination. Good evening, Good. Mr. Manning. God! <laughs> Where the bloody hell did you come from? I've been waiting in the kitchen. Yes? And? What can we do for you? It's more a case of what I can do for you. Oh, yes, yes, very clever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, who are you? I am Detective Chief Inspector Nina Raw. You didn't call her, did you? I... No, she didn't. I've been carrying out an investigation concerning the murder of a young woman on the evening of your press event late last year. Oh, it's the first I've heard of it. All right, how can we be of help, Inspector? I have to say, I'm quite surprised to find myself in the middle of all this tension. Yes, and I have to say that if you lived here, you wouldn't be. Well, let's just say that in the immortal words of Mr. B.B. King... The thrill has gone. Yes? Are you on your way? Yes. Where are you? I'm at the hotel. Well, get your clothes back on and jump in your car and get over here. I'm going to need a lift, I'm afraid. We are in the living room. Why? What's happened? Is everything all right? No. Don't worry. Just use your key. Do get a wiggle on, though, as I think it's about to kick off here. Well, I am not entirely sure, but I think it might be a mass-off at midnight sort of thing. Who's that? Tippy, of course. The plan was to have a go tonight, actually. I got the little blue pills in my wallet. Mr. Jack Manningham, you don't have to say anything, but it may harm your defence oh. if you do not mention, <laughs> when questioned, something which you later rely on in court. Oh, anything you do that. say may be given in evidence. I have reason to believe your real name is Sidney Powers, ah. and that you were born in Southampton on the 20th of April, 1972. I believe you were taken into care at the age of three and lived in two foster homes in Portsmouth and Gosport, and you joined the Royal Engineers at the age of 17. You were then dishonourably discharged at the age of 22. At the age of 24, you were cast in a British film about Borstal life in the 1960s. You have since then lived under your Equity Union stage name of Jack Manningham, which you found in a register of infant deaths at Islington Town Hall. <laughs> you illegally obtained a national insurance number, a passport and a driving licence, and have fraudulently been married oh, and opened various private and business bank accounts. Is, is, there, is there anything else? Well, yes, actually. Mm, right. We have reason to believe that you were responsible for the death of Miss Ishani Jasmine Raw 
in the early hours of Wednesday the 10th of December 2022, having met Miss Raw at a party at the vaults on Bermondsey Street a few hours earlier. You thought you were being very clever, didn't you? I don't understand. Stripping the pillowcases and the undersheet to get rid of the DNA. I really don't know what you're talking about. You stuffed them into a commercial bin in an alley next to a pub. They've been found. Jack, is this true? I have no idea. What? DCI Raw. Mm. The victim in the hotel room was called um, Ishani Raw. Were you... Were you related? Yes. I was... Hmm? Her mother. Hmm. Well, then we're all fine, right? I'm assuming there is any truth in this story about who and what I am. I'm going to get banged up for a while. But you... You are the mother of a murdered girl, for heaven's sake. It simply can't be lawful for you to be running about investigating her murder and arresting people like me when the victim was your own daughter. Blimey. You two are as mad as each other. Bloody hell, uh. what's going on? Oh, here she is. Gorgeous. I, I say gorgeous because you are, you know. Who's this? Uh, this, this is uh, Detective Chief Inspector Raw. She just tried to arrest me. But she hasn't. Partly because she hasn't got anyone to back her up, and partly because she's the actual mother of someone I supposedly murdered, and partly because she's made up some completely balmy story about me being someone else. Are you trying to do a Roman Polanski on me? Don't say anything more, Jack. We need to call the real police. Oh, don't worry. They're here. I just saw a blue light outside the window. Send in the clowns. Police! There must be clowns. What the hell are you doing here, boss? Making sure we get my daughter's killer. What about you? Investigating your daughter's murder, if you will let me. Boss, do you realise you've compromised the entire case against this piece of work? It'll take the course of years to sort this out, if they ever do. Mm, don't worry, they're here. Cuff him. Stand him over there in the corner, in case he decides to have a go. Oh, I think he's working up to <clears throat> a plea of insanity. Mm, yeah, I haven't decided yet. All right, Miss Harding. Miss Harding! Gosh... I didn't recognise my own name. Well, there's no such person as Jack Manningham, so you can't be Mrs Manningham. Jack, don't say anything. We want a solicitor. This would make a great film. You could write it, Tippy. I want to speak to my husband. Now? Oh, surely. There's nothing to... I want to speak to my husband. What do you want to say? I want to speak to him alone. I imagine you remember the need to do that with your partner, don't you? Not really. Alone? Yes. Alone. Will you please let me speak to him alone? There won't be another chance, and I beg you to allow me. It won't take long. Well, this case is already a dog's dinner. Might as well, then. There are two armed officers in the hallway who will give evidence that I advised against this, and I'm not going to be responsible for any more mistakes in conducting a case against Jack Manning. Sydney Powers. Sydney Powers. Powers, if that's who he turns out to be. Why not, Inspector? I'm not going anywhere, am I? Oh, very well. You may speak to him alone. This is anything but in order, but we'll wait outside. Check his restraints so he can't do anything 
stupid. Come on. Everybody out. You too, miss. Do you want me to go, Jack? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. I only pretended we were intimate. Actually, I think you're an idiot. I'm afraid you can't be long, Miss Harding. Oh, dear. Jack. What have you done to yourself? You are so clever, Belle. Very clever, my darling. Now, quickly, get me out of this. I I can get out of the toilet window and, and then just jump to the street. They won't see me. Quick, use, use the letter opener in the drawer over there to, to, to cut the cable ties. How do I cut them? They're just made of plastic. Anything sharp will do it. Quickly. What did you say? I said, get the bloody move on, Bella. What did you say I could cut them with? The letter opener in the drawer. Get a grip, Bella. We've got seconds, not half a bloody hour. Sharp. Like this letter opener. (laughs) (laughs) Heavens. Here's the bill for the repairs to the Lancia. (laughs) I didn't lose it after all. You said I did. But I didn't. And here's the receipt for Hitchcock's operation. You see, I didn't lose it. I told you I didn't. Oh, for God's sake, cut me loose, Bella. I must have been mistaken about the bills now. Quickly, quickly, Bella, use the knife. Quickly! Are you suggesting I should use this Arabian dagger that you like to call a letter? Yes. You must be mad, Jack. Hmm? Out of your head! Have you gone mad, my husband? Uh, what's, what's going on? What's, what's the matter with you? Oh, you write. All along, am I bonkers? Perhaps you should get me locked up, Jack. So I can spend my days dribbling watching homes under the hammer. Turned up so loud it masks the involuntary sounds we residents make. The moans and the tears. I am trying to help you, aren't I? To help you escape. But how can a mad woman help her husband to escape? What a pity. Don't you think? If I wasn't useless and... Bonkers! I could have pitied and protected you, you poor, lost man who had no home, who grew up in squalor, who made a name for himself without anyone's help, who knew women liked him and took advantage of them because he didn't know what else to do. You see, the truth is, precisely because I am indeed bonkers... I hate you! And because of that, I am rejoicing at your downfall. Without a shred of pity, without a shred of regret. And I shall watch you die with laughter in my heart! Oh, Bella! Bella, speak the roll, please! Now, Miss Harding, I'll have that knife if you don't mind. Get him in the van, you two. Miss Harding. I said, take this bloody man away! Bella! Bella! Bella, will you stand by me, won't you? Won't you, Bella? Oh, my God. Bella, you've had a bad time. I appeared as if from nowhere and gave you the most horrible night of your life, didn't I? Do you want me or can I go? Hopefully we'll find something to charge you with. Someone will call you tomorrow or get you into Shoreditch Police Station. In the meantime, go back to your flat. Can I just say... No, get out before I lock you up. Thank you. 
You called it the most horrible night of my life. I wouldn't go through it again, for sure, but... I can already breathe just knowing he won't be here when I wake up in the morning. It's actually a wonderful evening. Wonderful. Thank you. Far and away the most wonderful. Nothing's the same except for change. Reason is lost and rearranged. Anxiety shakes, delusions awake. Faith is buried under my mistakes. What did you say you want? Who do you think I am? Am I losing my Gaslight was written by Jonathan Holloway, based on the original stage play by Patrick Hamilton. It featured Rebecca Knight as Bella Harding, James Purefoy as Jack Manningham, Kathy Tyson as DCI Raw, and Lacey Turner as Tippy. Ishani and Izzy were played by McKay Amoroso, and Richard Linton played DC Reynolds, Michael McLennan, and Krista Jern. Gaslight was scored with original music by Imelda May. It was produced by Sally Harrison with James Purefoy. Alistair McGregor and Wilfredo Acosta were the sound designers. The director was Johnny Vegas. It was a Woolly Back and Darling Pictures production for BBC Sounds and BBC Radio 4. Who do you think I am? Am I losing my